Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the book of the prophet Joel. Even now says the Lord return to me with your whole heart, with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Rend your hearts, not your garments, and return to the Lord your God. For gracious and merciful is he, slow to anger, rich in kindness, and relenting in punishment. Perhaps he will again relent and leave behind him a blessing, offerings, and libations for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, proclaim a fast, call an assembly, gather the people, notify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and the infants at the breast. Let the bridegroom quit his room and the bride her chamber. Between the porch and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep and say, Spare, O Lord, your people, and make not your heritage a reproach with the nations ruling over them. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Then the Lord was stirred to concern for his land and took pity on his people. The word of the Lord. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Have mercy on me, O God, in your goodness and the greatness of your compassion. Wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt and of my sin. Cleanse me. For I acknowledge my offense and my sin is before me always. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. Clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast me not out from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. Give me back the joy of your salvation, and willing spirit sustain in me, O Lord. Open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, brothers and sisters. We are ambassadors for Christ, as if God were appealing through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who did not know sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Working together then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time I heard you, and on the day of salvation I helped you. Behold, now is a very acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners, so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when When you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance, so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you may not appear to be fasting, except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The gospel of the Lord. Why is this done? Why are ashes put on our head today? St. Charles Borromeo 
gives us the following reasons for this practice, that the faithful may be moved to sincere humility of heart, that the heavenly blessing may descend upon them, by which they, being really penitent, will weep with their whole soul for their sins, remembering how earth was cursed because of sin, and then we have all to return to dust, that strength to do true penance may be given the body, and that our soul may be endowed with divine grace to persevere in penance. With such thoughts, let the ashes be put upon your head while you ask in all humility and with a contrite heart for God's mercy and grace. Is the practice of putting ashes upon our heads pleasing to God? It is. For God himself commanded the Israelites to put ashes on their heads for a sign of repentance. Thus did David, King David, who even strewed ashes on his bread, and the Ninevites. The Christians of the earliest times followed these practices as often as they did public penance for their sins. Why from this day until the end of Lent are the altars draped in violet? Because, as has already been said, the holy season of Lent is a time of sorrow and penance for sin. And the church desires externally to demonstrate by the violet, which she drapes the altar, by the violet vestments worn by the priest and by the cessation of the organ and festive singing, that we in quiet mourning are bewailing our sins. And to still further impress the spirit of penance upon us, there is usually only a simple crucifix or a picture of Christ's passion left visible upon the altar and devoutly meditating upon it, the heart is mostly prepared for contrition. It's interesting about the color violet. Someone sent me a quote from G.K. Chesterton, the great Catholic convert. He wrote in 1910, the world mourns in black, but the church mourns in violet. One of the many instances of the fact that the church is, most, is a much more cheerful thing than the world. Nor is the difference an idle accident. It really corresponds to chasm, a chasm of spiritual separation. Black is dark with absence of color. Violet is dark with density and combination of color. It is at once as blue as midnight and as crimson as blood. And there is a similar distinction between the two views of death, between the two types of tragedy. There is the tragedy that is founded on the worthlessness of life, and there is the deeper tragedy that is founded on the worth of it. The one sort of sadness says that life is so short that it can hardly matter. The other, that life is so short that it will matter forever. Isn't that interesting? Remember you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Yet it matters forever. Forever. 